Hello and welcome to a new season of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I am a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in the Denver, Colorado area. If you'd like to hear more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Navigating the Modern World. Um, I love that this is episode 69 because I'm talking about sex today (laughs) and I did not plan that just for the record, did not plan that. Thank you universe. Um, so I continuously in my journey move more and more into the sexual realm because of my own story and my own life experience. And as many of you know, I'm currently writing a book on sexual shame, specifically around the topic of herpes. And and really, the book has kind of transformed into its own thing. Um, the book has kind of presented itself in the beginning as like a guide to dating with herpes. And it's kind of transformed into this how herpes is access to consciousness and the spiritual path. And it's really cool because I didn't plan on that, but that's just kind of what has happened. And today, I want to talk about something that happened yesterday as I was writing my book. And it's interesting because when I first started writing this book, I was thinking, I want to write the book that I needed when I was going through my divorce, being a single adult woman with herpes, dating for the first time really in my adult life, the first time ever with herpes in my adult life, and just feeling really, really lost and alone. And so this book started with me wanting to help that population of people who are out there with herpes struggling alone. And it's interesting because what has transformed out of that is this book has been such a beautiful offering to me. And so today's episode is about sex and also the relationship we have with our bodies. The relationship we have with our bodies. So if you have any sort of distorted or challenging relationship with your body. I wanted to share a story about me writing my book and how this whole realm um, around my body really was like shown to me, kind of all these blind spots around my body. So I don't know if any of you have heard of AA. I'm sure most of you have. But Alcoholics Anonymous, I love that program so much. Um, It has been really, really profound in my life, just a lot of the tools that people gain from having like an addiction and then going through the AA program. And I have been involved in AA for a lot of reasons, um, but one, it's just like such a great practice in a spiritual, it's like going to therapy to me. It's like such a great experience. And one of the steps of AA is step four. And step four is doing an inventory on our, resent- on our resentments, our fears, and a sexual inventory. And so I was writing my book yesterday and I was like, oh, 
I'm supposed to do another sexual inventory. So I looked it up. I looked up in the blue book. I looked up just like step four and I was reading over it. And then I, I didn't do the resentment or the fear inventory, but I did do the sexual inventory. And so what you do is you write down everyone that you've had some sort of sexual contact with or anyone who in the realm of sex and sexuality stands out for you. So maybe somebody you lust after or um, somebody that has created some sort of sexual fear for you or all of the people that you have had sexual contact with. And so I made my inventory and my process that I did, which is kind of a um, slightly different process than AA, but I wanted to just go through my sexual inventory and kind of sit with each name and see where I could feel in my body places where there was something stuck or something stagnant or something triggered by the person on the inventory. So I'm at the very beginning of the list and I automatically like I go to who I lost my virginity to and the second that I go into like I start sitting with the person and the experience so much came up I had automatic pain kind of where my left fallopian tube is and it's really interesting because I have pain on the left side of my body a lot I deeply deeply believe that pain in the body is attached to emotional trauma or events or situations in our lives. So I found that to be the first really interesting thing of like, like right as I started sitting with my, the loss of my virginity, how like all of the pain began to happen in my left side, kind of near down near my fallopian tube. And also like where my psoas is, which I have pain constantly in that place so I found that I was like wow that's really really interesting and then I started remembering the story of me losing my virginity and that whole experience and you know people that lose their virginity in kind of traumatic ways I really feel for you because I had a similar experience Um, I was 13 And I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about sex, really. The guy I lost my virginity to was a little bit older than me. And we were not in great conditions anyway. We were camping with like some friends, which I had lied to my parents about, of course. And alcohol was involved. And so I lose my virginity. And the next day... I feel so dirty. I remember this visceral feeling. So I was bleeding in my vagina and I didn't know what that was. And I just felt dirty and I proceeded to take a lot of showers. I showered about eight times and I just felt this like intense feeling in my body that was like, ugh you know, like, ugh, like kind of like icky. And I called my sister and I told my sister and, um, and she was so sweet and supportive and such a great listener to me in that moment. And I'm super grateful that I had her because I honestly don't know what I would do if I didn't have her in that moment. 
And then later in the day, I'm still feeling these ways. And the guy that I lost my virginity to, I remember having this feeling of like, this is my boyfriend. Like feeling like I'm not understanding relationship and not understanding sex at all and not understanding what my body was going through and really feeling like, oh, I had a boyfriend. Like, oh my, somebody loves me. Like I remember having that experience. And later in the day, I heard from him. And what I heard from him was on... AOL, which instant messenger, which I'm going to maybe date myself, uh, which I love. Uh, I had AOL instant messenger. And that was like really the only way we talked. We also did talk on the phone, but, uh, on AOL instant messenger, where he told me that he loved this other woman And that what had happened, you know, was just what happened. Like it was just sex. And being 13, I had no idea what that meant. Like I had no idea. And that he was going to be dating this other person. And like pretty much good luck and I'll see you around in school. And I remember that was the moment when I detached from my body. So I was 13 years old. I'm now 30. And it wasn't until yesterday that I realized all of this doing my sexual inventory. And for the last 17 years, I have felt this really weird relationship with my body where my body has been like a means to an end. So like, like, sexually the orgasm or sexually getting what I want, which is attention and pleasure. Or my body has been a means to an end of like, if I eat a certain way and look a certain way, then I also get attention. Or um, I can work out a lot in my body. Like I can get, become really fit and I can do certain things. So like I've won a triathlon, you know, I've um, been super active. I owned a personal training business for a while. Um, Like, right, this body has been for a purpose. Like it has a purpose and I'm going to use it for that purpose. And besides that, I don't really care about it. And honestly, I kind of don't like it. Like I have, I've almost created this like spiritual, like, you know, stuck upness around my body. Like I don't really care about my body. I don't care about what I look like. Don't mention my body. Don't tell me I look a certain way because I don't care. I'm that detached. And it's interesting because as I was sitting with these feelings arising from my experience of losing my virginity, I really, really felt that. So I want to go back, I guess, a second and also say that my body has been a place of what has felt like pain and suffering for not only myself, but for others. So I got herpes when I was 18 um, and then having herpes all of these years has felt like this pain and suffering, like, ugh, like almost that same ickiness, like this body. It's just, there is no real use to the body. Right. And then how I have used my body for power, power over men or power over situations. And even like how my herpes has harmed other people. 
And so my body has just felt like this, like, ugh thing. And I've detached from it. I've kind of had this spiritual, like I said, like stuck upness around, like, I don't care about my body. Like, but then yesterday I realized that so much of my struggle in life is still my body. Like I have, I've struggled with candida and I've, I've been like, oh, I want to, you know, get off sugar completely and really heal this in my body. And like, and even like been, I've been studying the energetics of herpes even on a spiritual level and how spiritual healers have healed herpes by realizing um, who they truly are, which is a whole and complete, like there is nothing wrong with us. Right. And so I've been interested in like the spiritual healing of herpes and, um, and I've just been interested in all these things. And then I was like, oh my gosh, Like I will never be able to heal or never truly be able to do my work unless I address my body. And it was so clear to me yesterday because I always struggle, right? Like I I start doing these like no sugar things and then it just feels like a burden. And then my, my underlying um, thing that comes up is like, what's the use? Like this, like this freaking body, like what's the use? I'm just going to die. And yesterday I just got how much I have hated my body and how much I have the detachment of thinking that it's like almost separate from my spiritual path. Like, like my body's over here and it's just whatever and I'm going to die and it's going to die and it's impermanent and who cares? And I'm going to just like keep studying and keep elevating my consciousness and keep um, finding spirit in God and everything. And I'm going to, and I've just completely made them separate. And I realized yesterday that it is going to actually be the merging the peacefulness of my mind and my spiritual body and my physical body that has to be addressed. We cannot have one without the other. We can try to avoid that we live in a body. And most of us do. You can see it in the world, people numbing, people eating themselves to death, being detached from this body or punishing the body. A lot of my um, eating, my disordered eating, a lot of my detachment from my body is actually punishment. Thinking I deserve punishment. Thinking that I deserve candida and I deserve herpes because of who I've been in the past or what I've done in the past that like it's almost this like, it's my punishment. And... I realized yesterday that it is going to be the merging of my body and my spiritual life where I can have peace at both. And that is what needs to be looked at. And what I didn't realize is that in our sexual experience, our, what we're taught about sex and our bodies, what we're taught in society, how damaging it is. And how much it can really, really create suffering for us. And I realized also yesterday just how much I'm going to have to really practice being present in my body. I very, very, like often, much of my life live kind of in the headspace. I study a lot. I read a ton. 
I meditate a lot. I pray a lot. I'm constantly like thinking of these spiritual concepts and walking through life, kind of dissecting my life. Like I live a very in the air type of existence and I don't live here in the physical and I didn't realize that it was because of how I lost my virginity until yesterday. That in that experience, how I felt that my body was you know, like just going to be used so that people could get what they want or so that I could get what I want. And how my body was kind of this dirty thing, this icky thing. And how my body was actually separate from me and that it causes me pain and it causes others pain. And if I hold on to that story, Right. If I really hold on to that story and that belief, then I will remain separate, not only from my spiritual life and my body life, my physical life, my earthly life, but I will remain separate in other areas of life because when we're separate in one place, we're separate everywhere. So it will continue to separate me from other people. Like I have, I have some jealousy stuff around women, especially powerful women or like beautiful women. Um, and There's like a lot of reasons that I believe that I have that jealousy. And one of them is this separation because if I'm constantly judging or separate from my own body, then when I look at other people's bodies or lives, then I'm going to also create separation there, which is going to create jealousy and these feelings in my body, these feelings that I'm not good enough, that I've got to keep comparing myself. Even all the while, I'm like acting like my body doesn't actually matter that it's just going to die. And I realized yesterday that it really matters. That this body is what we inhabit in this time and space. And that this body truly is our access to God. All the things that I've struggled with around my body or sex or my sexuality is actually my access to God, to spirit, to the sacred. Everything is sacred, including our bodies. And it does matter what we put into them, and it does matter what we do to them. And I'm not saying go tomorrow and change everything, change your entire diet, change how you move your body. No, I'm saying get curious. I'm saying begin to look at these things for yourself. When did you detach from that your body was separate to you or your body creates harm for you? And how can you begin to integrate and get curious about how your body is actually whole and complete? And your body by beginning to investigate that And look at the places where you don't feel that that's true. Or you feel the pain and suffering that your body maybe has caused you or others. Like really getting curious and sitting with it. We can begin to to turn poison into medicine. We can begin to enter into those painful places and sit with them. Not with the story of it all, right? Like I have a bunch of stories about why 
that I can like prove that my body is a place of pain and I can prove that my body has been this like icky thing for me. I could, I could go and I could list all the stories and prove that. But right now in this moment, sitting with what my body actually is, which is holy, which is a part of God, which is a part of me. It's not the stories or the things that have happened to it. If I can begin to enter, like when things arise around maybe my virginity and losing it, or maybe my herpes if I get an outbreak, or maybe the pains that show up in my body, just beginning to sit with it and almost just see the body for what it is, which is access to everything. We spend our entire lives wanting to harm our bodies, wanting to punish ourselves for things that have happened so long ago. And we want to hold on to these stories. Like I want to hold on to the story about my body because then I don't have to take responsibility. I don't have to take responsibility for what I put inside of my body. I don't have to take responsibility for, um, you know, not moving my body for months at a time and then having pain in my body. Like I don't have to take responsibility for everything, for anything because my body is over here and you know, it's my body's to blame. Like I struggle because I have herpes or I struggle because I have this pain in my body. Like I don't have to take responsibility, but everything in this life is our responsibility. It's our responsibility. And I can take the story of the loss of my virginity and I can see it for what it is and I can acknowledge it and I can learn from it. I can learn That those painful places, those places that stretch us and challenge us are actually our access to God. Are actually the places that I actually feel something and I can enter that feeling and sit with it and learn from it and release it. And I can begin to get really curious about what it would look like for me to honor my body and not be separated from it. To move it. To eat and nourish it. To love on it. Instead of tearing it down. When I get a herpes sore, loving on it. Giving it gratitude for giving me permission to sit with intense feelings. To learn about what it is to actually be alive. To learn to love myself in the face of something that feels almost impossible to love. Same with parts of our bodies that we shame or that we compare to others. If we begin to integrate, which is to fully understand, if I believe that I am whole and complete, period. If I believe that I am a child of God, if I believe that I am one with everything, if I believe that I am the essence and the purest um, light in the world and the essence of love here, if I really believe that, then my body is not separate from that. My body is also that. My body is the vehicle with which I get to express those things in the world. My body is the vehicle with which I get to do my powerful work in the world. I am not separate from it. Even if trauma had made me separate from it for 17 years, I am not separate from it. I am in a body that is my current reality.
And I walk this earth and I want to do good work here. And that, I, and in that, I have to have a body. I have to be walking around doing my work. And this separation of my body and my spiritual life has been so painful. And I have struggled a lot. And I have abused my body a lot. I have neglected my body a lot. Because it's separate from me. And it's just here to give me pleasure. So I'll eat something that will give me quick pleasure. Or, um, you know, have sex because it gives me quick pleasure. Or, um, you know, whatever. Put on clothes that makes me feel like I look good. Like, so I can walk out into the world and look good for the world. Like, and there's nothing wrong with all of these things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with all of these things. Yet the place that it's coming from is this place of, like, resentment or, like, separateness. And as I begin to integrate and think about integration, I actually get really excited because it just gives me permission to be present here in my body, not always in the clouds thinking about the, you know, ethereal and thinking about God and spirit all the time, but really like finding God in this body now. I have been meditating for so long and I, even focus on the feelings in the body. Like I focus on these things and it's like never occurred to me that my relationship with my body is also so vital on this path. That I can't just do one part. I must bring God and love and and gentleness and forgiveness and gratitude to every part and that includes this physical body. And I can do that by the way I eat, but I can do that by the way I've been speaking to my body and to myself about my body. I can do that by sitting in forgiveness of my loss of my virginity. I can do that when I have a herpes outbreak or when I don't feel like as fit as I think I should be or as thin or, or when I want to overeat, when I want to emotionally eat, when I want to kind of gorge myself so that I can feel safe again, so I can feel numb again. I can be really gentle and I can begin to bring God into all of those places to begin integrating them so I can understand myself. uh, Buddha said, um, let your body teach you how to live. So when we eat something, listening to our bodies, how does it feel? Does it feel nourishing? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel stagnant? Does it feel enlivening? Like really letting the body, letting our relationships with our how we eat, what we wear, how we move, how we sit, how we engage in sex, how we all of it. Let it be our teacher. And it's interesting because I already feel this, this like shift and it's like subtle. It's like a gentleness. Nothing really has changed. It's a subtle gentleness and curiosity about like, like this morning, um, the, you know, the most, the closest example I can give you is this morning I have some beets in the fridge and some hummus beets and hummus is like my favorite thing. And um, I have beets and hummus or I was like, okay, should I eat beets and hummus or should I eat a smoothie? Should I make a smoothie? 
And the automatic answer that my body was saying is you have a busy day. You should eat the smoothie, put some greens in the smoothie, give yourself some actual energy. And I listened and I almost chose the beets because they're easier, right? That's kind of what I, that's my go-to. It's like my body doesn't really matter. So whatever's easier, like, you know, nourishment kind of comes second. And I realized, I was like, no, make the smoothie. So I made the smoothie and now it's noon my time and I still have energy and I feel great. And I'm really grateful that I listened. And that's the curiosity, right? That's the like, if you want to be a spiritual being walking this planet, you also have to take care of this body. That is my responsibility. And that doesn't mean go on some extreme diet and be crazy. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what society teaches you. That's chasing a weight on a scale. That's chasing looking a certain way. That's chasing things of the ego. There's nothing wrong with those things. We can all want to look a certain way. There's nothing wrong with that. We live in bodies. That's part of the gig here. And I'm talking about actually having a body so that I can do the things I want to do in this lifetime. Like I would like to travel a lot more and do really fun things with this body. I would like to bike far, like far distances and hike far distances. And I would like to be able to speak in front of crowds. And I would like to, um, be able to go to book signings after my book is done. And I would like to continue writing a book and I would like to like be an offering in a, and a, a mirror for people in their lives until the day I die. Like those are the things I want and I'm going to need a body to do them. And this body, how I treat this body is just spiritual practice. You can't have a spiritual practice and avoid the body. You can't. I've tried it. And it always comes back. Like the body's always playing in the back of my mind. I just didn't realize where the, where the breaking off was from myself and my body until yesterday. So I just want to offer to you to just inquire and like, where are you separate from your body? Where are you separating yourself? Where are you punishing yourself? Where are you numbing yourself? And how can you begin to just get curious about maybe where that began? And, and I think sexual um, relationships, sexual, your relationship with your sexual body and like what you believe the body is made for is a good place to start. Did society teach you what your body's for? Did sex? Did some trauma happen that you can just begin to get curious about? And if you need support to go through that process, get support. Contact me, hire someone and really get curious about where your ideas of the body came from and see if you can begin to get curious about integration. This isn't about some diet plan. This isn't about some exercise plan. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you're a whole being. You have a spiritual life, a body life, a physical life, and they're all the same. They're all one and we can learn from them all. But a lot of times, and what I see going on in the world is that the body is separate. The body is a means to an end for attention, for sex, for pleasure, to get what you want so someone else can get what they want. And it's not the place that we go to to learn about God and our life and 
it's separate from that. It's like I go to church and I have this body that I engage in these, these harmful things with, right? It's very separate. And so just getting curious and beginning the conversation with yourself, because it's been quite profound for me. And it's only, I've been like dissecting it now for about 24 hours. And it's been really, really profound. And I've understood the importance of the body. I mean, I eat a mostly vegetable diet. I have like this, like society teaches me and like what feels best in my body. And I, I do those things, but it's, my body has still been separate and I still engage in self-harm in my body. Whether it's the negative words I say, whether it's the binge eating, whether it's whatever it is, the avoidance of how my body feels, the pain, like even stretching can be an integration, like really like taking time. Like that's something I'm practicing right now too, is like stretching, like the body in order for it to function well needs good stretching and it needs to move. And, and so I've been like spending a lot of time stretching and it feels amazing and it's the integration. So just getting curious like really it's beginning to feel what it feels like to be in your body instead of avoiding it, instead of numbing it. What does it feel like? And what does my body need right now? Like right now, when I just asked that water came up, like I'm a little dehydrated. It's simple. The integration is simple. The integration is acknowledging and seeing the power that the body has and seeing the gift that it is. And integrating that it's not separate from your spiritual life. It's not separate from anything. It actually is a part of the whole. And you can't just um, work on one area of your life without looking at the other areas. That's just avoidance. So if you're wanting to be like an alive being and you're wanting to like do good work in the world and you're wanting to make a difference, you also have to make a difference in your body. And like I said, this isn't about diet plans. This isn't about eating a certain way. This isn't about restricting yourself or moving all the time, like having some sort of exercise plan that you're going to like get fit. And no, this is about integration. It's about actually getting curious and being in relationship with your body. Not because you think you should look a certain way, but because your body is access to God and your body has something to say. Your body is signposts. Your body is a way of communication. Your body is part of yourself in this path. And it's wise. And it's time we begin to listen. It's time we begin to take different action steps. Like for me, it's like the stretching. For me, it's the asking myself, like, why am I binge eating right now? Why do I want to binge eat? Is it because I want to separate myself from my body? This scenario is like, what's going on? And just getting curious. Awareness breeds knowledge and knowledge breeds wise action. You become aware, you then have a different choice. You become, you have awareness, then you have choice. Like, oh, I could numb myself and I can, I can still do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I could numb myself. It's not going to give me the outcome probably I want. Or I could get really curious and ask my body what it really wants what it's really trying to signal to me. What, what wisdom I can gain in this moment. And start being in action in the world and in my life and in the integration of my whole being. Or I can continue being a reaction. A reaction to when I was 13 and I separated from my body because I thought it was dirty. And I thought it was only meant for a means to an end. And it's not true. 
This body is holy and sacred. This body is just like everything else. It's just like the wisdom in my mind. It's just like the kindness that I am to another. It's all of that. It is the expression of God. So if you have any questions or if anything's coming up, please reach out to me. You can email me um, on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com. What I mostly want everyone to know that's listening is that you are not alone. We are all in this together. And please share your hearts or reach out if you need anything. You are so loved. Thank you guys. Until next time.